Hi, I'm John Goretsky from the University of Nebraska. Today I'm going to talk to you about growth of grass leaves and tillers. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge that development of this lesson was made possible by a grant from the USDA NEFA AFRI program on sustainable bioenergy. Growth of grasses is typically recognized by agronomists at the whole plant and canopy levels as an increase in plant dry matter. In reality, growth is a complex interaction of physiological processes, including photosynthesis, respiration, mineral nutrition, and water relations that occur at the cellular to organismal levels of organization. Growth proceeds in regions of cell division and enlargement known as meristems. Apical meristems, located at the tips of stems and roots, leave cylindrical columns of roots and stems behind as new cells are produced. The meristems perpetuate themselves by maintaining a small population of undifferentiated dividing cells. Each time a cell divides, a daughter is left behind to elongate and move the apex forward while the other remains within the meristem to continue dividing. Cells elongate and differentiate as distance from the apical meristem increases. This figure depicts cell development as a function of distance from the meristem. Notice at the bottom of this figure you see a distance ranging from 0 to 15 millimeters, so 1.5 centimeters. Within the region closest to the meristem, within that 0 to 5 millimeter region, that is the area or the zone of cell division. You can see in this figure two cells. As you move further out from that shoot or root tip into say 5 to 10 millimeters away, you have the region of cell enlargement. Here cells begin to enlarge by growth of the vacuole within that cell and uptake of water. Further on out, between 10 to 15 millimeters, those cells begin to differentiate and you begin to see subcellular organelles develop as that cell specializes. Here you may see chloroplasts as well as mitochondria and other subcellular organelles. This next figure depicts growth of the shoot apical meristem at the tiller level of plant organization. Labeled on this figure are morphological structures including the shoot apical meristem, leaves, intercalary meristems, and axillary buds. The shoot apical meristem has several functions that are worth noting. As the tiller grows, as a grass tiller grows, cells formed by the shoot apical meristem differentiate into buds or into primary primordia, or primordia are the beginnings of, say, new organs such as leaves, um, axillary buds, and the floral parts. So apical meristem cells differentiate into, say, leaf primordia, Leaf primordia give rise to the leaves. Those, those apical meristem cells may differentiate into axillary buds. 
you can see the axillary buds here located in these round structures between the axis of a leaf and the stem. These axillary buds will actually give rise when they develop into a new tiller or a new grass shoot. Intercalary meristems noted on this figure at the base of this inner node or right above a node or this area marked with, with the dark shading here. These intercalary meristem are responsible for elongating that stem. This next slide provides another depiction of the shoot apical meristem, its leaves, axillary buds, and intercalary meristems. The intercalary meristems are labeled with the letters A, B, and C. Looking at letter A, that's depicting an intercalary meristem that occurs at the base of that leaf blade. Cell division and elongation in this meristem will then give rise to the long linear growth characteristic of grass blades. The overall size of the blade and the rate that it elongates is impacted by environmental factors such as water and nutrient deficiencies that affect rates of cell division and elongation within the meristem. Letters B and C depict the intercalary meristems that are responsible for the leaf sheath and the stem elongation. The cell division and elongation zone of a developing leaf blade is located within the whorl of older existing leaf sheets. Location with, of that growing point within these older leaf sheets provides some protection to that developing leaf blade in those functional growth zones from disturbances such as defoliation or bivery as well as adverse environmental conditions. For instance, growing, grazing or mowing of this grassland plant canopy tends to only remove these mature leaf blades at the top of the canopy, leaving intact this functional growth zone that can rapidly restore both an existing leaf and that plant canopy, as well as development of new tillers. The cell division and elongation zones of a leaf are sites of high dry matter accumulation. Dry matter accumulation is mainly in the form of water-soluble carbohydrates and proteins, but these regions also serve as sinks for potassium, magnesium, and other nutrients. This graphic depicts a leaf blade and the cellular processes that occur with distances along that blade as it develops within a whorl of older leaves. The overall blade may be 100 millimeters long. Within the 0 to 10 millimeter region at the base of that blade, cell division occurs. From that region of 10 to 30 millimeters, these cells that had divided begin elongation and begin accumulation of those water-soluble carbohydrates and nitrogenous compounds imported from elsewhere in the plant. The carbohydrates then and proteins then are utilized in the region say from 30 to 60 millimeters for development of chloroplasts, 
photosynthetic pigments, and photosynthetic enzymes such as Rubisco. As that leaf matures, carbohydrates then provide energy and carbon skeletons for secondary cell wall formation, and nitrogen is recycled for photosynthetic proteins as well. Mature cells in a leaf continue to differentiate and accumulate biomass as that leaf transitions then from being a carbon sink to actually being, being a carbon source for new leaves that develop within the whorl of that canopy. Leaf and tiller emergence are synchronizing grasses. Each bud producing a leaf axle has potential to develop into a new tiller. The following table outlines a repeated developmental sequence of leaves and tillers that has been observed on tall fescue, a forage and turf grass species. The cotyledon is located at node 1 and the coleoptile of the grass is located at node 2. Leaf 1 develops at node 3 and thus leaf number 2 develops at node 4. This table depicts this developmental sequence from nodes 4 through 7. Sequence here is lifted in this left hand column so in order then at node 4 if you look at what's occurring at node 4 in sequence 1 is division in the leaf sheath of that second leaf is ending followed after that you start to get elongation of the axillary bud or the tiller within that axillary bud at the base of that leaf sheath. The third sequence begins at node 5. So node 5 is a younger node and at that node initiation of the liguan leaf 3 is beginning. At node 6, a, a yet younger node, elongation is beginning for blade of leaf number 4. Notice how these developmental steps then repeat themselves. Like sequence 1, sequence 5 is similar, but it's now the, the third leaf. Division in the leaf sheath of the third leaf is ending. Then elongation of its tiller begins. Subsequently, the ligule then is initiated on leaf blade number 4, and then at node 7, elongation begins for blade 5 as the process repeats itself. Grass tillers themselves are often diagrammed as consisting of phytomers to illustrate this overall synchronized development of leaves and tillers. This figure depicts a reproductive tiller consisting of four phytomers. A phytomer is a repeating unit of growth that consists of a node, an inner node, a leaf blade, a leaf sheath, and an axillary buds. So you can see in this figure how this overall tiller is broken up into each of those phytomers. And you can see the space between each phytomer. So each of those phytomers then again consists of the node, its inner node, the leaf sheath that surrounds that inner node, the blade, and then what you can't see here is that, that axillary bud that would occur at the base of each of those nodes. 
Overall, this Phytomer production then ceases once the apical meristem is induced to be reproductive. Reproduction within a grass tillers in temperate grasses is typically triggered by changes in day length and temperature. That wraps up this lesson. My hope is that you formed a greater appreciation and understanding of how grass leaves and tillers grow and ultimately you may use this information to improve management of grasses.